Stay tuned for the Portland Five podcast, an exploration of Portland's theater community through the lens of its five iconic downtown venues. Art matters. Art brings joy, inspires the mind, and unites communities. Art changes lives. What if you were invited to hear some of the most popular local and regional musicians playing a diverse collection of music, and it didn't cost a penny? That's multi-ethnic Latin pop singing sensation Gina Chavez, one of the performers at this summer's Music on Main free concert series. She'll be joining us today on the podcast. Hello, I'm Rebecca Webb, co-founder of Portland Radio Project, and I'll be your host for this premiere episode of the Portland Five podcast. Welcome. It's all about Music on Main today. This will be the 14th season. Exciting. Here to tell us about it, Heather Wilton, who came up with the idea all those years ago. Heather's the Director of Programming and Booking for Portland Five, and thanks a lot for being here, Heather. Thanks so much for having us. Yes. Glad to have you with us. Also in the studio, Tiffany Cooper, Assistant Director of Programming and Booking. Welcome, Tiffany. Hello, Rebecca. Glad you're here. Heather, start us off with some sort of nuts and bolts. What is Music on Main and how did it get started? Well, Music on Main is a free outdoor summer concert series. It takes place next to the Schnitzer on Main Street in downtown Portland. It happens on Wednesdays in July and August, and it's from 5 until 7 p.m., and you said free. Free. A very good price. <laughs> <laughs> and family friendly. Yeah. And you guys have food coming out from Art Bistro and things like that, right? We do. We have our restaurant that's a full service restaurant, so you can have food and beverages. Tiffany, what are some of the performances that you're super excited about this summer? Well, Gina Chavez, of course. Um, Doll Party is coming up, and that's a Dolly Parton band, and um, and Jolly and the Incredible Kid are going to be here, too. Awesome. We happen to have, by sheer coincidence, Gina Chavez on the line with us right now. Gina is emblematic of the kind of diversity that you'll find at Music on Main. You are about to meet a woman who's won a lot of music awards, including the John Lennon Songwriting Contest for the song that we just heard a minute ago, Siete D. She has been Austin Musician of the Year year, traveled the world as a cultural ambassador for the U.S. State Department, started a college fund for young Latinas in El Salvador, and she joins us today from her home in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Gina Chavez. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So glad to have you here. How's Austin today? Well, it's kind of hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's uh, pretty par for the course here in Texas in uh, summer, so... Definitely. I think the song we just heard a minute ago, Siete D, was inspired by your experience in El Salvador. Tell us about that. Sure thing. Yeah. So in, in 20, uh, let's see, 2009, my wife and I, we weren't married at the time, but um, uh, we went down to El Salvador to do some mission work. It was right around the time the economy was tanking and it was kind of a good time to get out of the US. But essentially, we just wanted to I've always wanted to do some long-term mission work and we had a friend in this particular program. So long story short, we basically said, Hey, send us somewhere Spanish speaking. It was a Catholic volunteer program. We lived with nuns. We worked with girls in an all girls school in Soyapango, El Salvador. And Soyapango is a gang dominated part of San Salvador. And it completely changed our lives, uh, to say the least. And so since then, um, I did write this song, Siete Day, 
but we also uh, started a college scholarship fund for young women. And actually here in Austin, we're coming up on a our annual benefit concert for that. So. Excellent. You've seen, though, the kind of gang tension and violence firsthand. And I'm wondering, when you see refugees at our border, it must be a completely different experience for you. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the things that I try to do at my concerts, I don't say a lot about this, but I do try to use my platform to help spread a little bit of awareness um, in the sense that a lot of people don't know that the reason there is a major gang problem and there is a lot of unrest in Central America is because the United States deported gang culture from Los Angeles to Central America, which at the time was a war-torn country after experiencing political unrest. And so it ended up being this Petri dish where violence and extortion and all of those awful things could just fester. And so now when we see children and families coming to our borders, it's largely because of what we helped create that many years ago. And it's become a huge problem for them. And so I think for me, it's frustrating even more because I know these people and they're incredible. You know, um, the reason our lives were so changed was not because of what we did. It was because of the love that we received. Um, and you know, this is from people who don't have a lot and they gave us so much and just seeing that, um, and experiencing that really has been life giving and life changing. And so I hope in some small way that my music and my message, um, you know, can help be somewhat of a, of a payback, I guess. Uh, thank you to the I love people of Salvador. I love that. You didn't grow up speaking bilingually, did you? I did not. I, you know, my, um, <laughs> my dad always says he speaks enough to fool the gringos. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, for an hispano hablante, like someone who speaks Spanish, they would know. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I didn't really grow up with my, my Latin roots as far as speaking Spanish or really being immersed in mu much of that culture. But my parents definitely taught me the love of travel and the importance of different cultures. Yeah, but what led you to actually start incorporating those Latin rhythms and Spanish lyrics into your music? It was totally an accident. I went to Argentina as part of a study abroad semester. I, I went to the University of Texas and studied journalism. And my junior year, I went to Argentina. I'm still not exactly sure why. <laughs> um, but I found myself down there and I just fell in love with um, uh, a rhythm called chacarrera. And it's a type of music you could kind of call it, and I, I don't know, I started getting into this movement called Nueva Trova, which is kind of like the Latin American version of the Greenwich Village scene, <laughs> um, you know, cool. kind of a, fo a folk music that had a message. And so I kind of just became fa fascinated with it and started writing my own Gina versions of it. <laughs> Very <laughs> and successfully. People, well, and, and that was the cool thing is people really liked 
they liked it. You know, I sang in Spanish and, and Spanglish and people would always gravitate towards those songs, which I thought was interesting because oftentimes it was a non-Spanish speaking audience and they'd be like, oh, do you have any more of that flamenco stuff? Nice. <laughs> and be like, well, it's not flamenco, but. <laughs> well, there's a lot so- more to know about Gina. Her recent marriage, new album Light Beam is just out. Stay tuned. We're going to be back with more from Gina Chavez right after a short break. Support comes from Portland Five, which provides its five iconic downtown theaters to local and national arts, music, dance, and education performances. For more, visit portlandfive.com. That's Gina Chavez singing The Sweet Sound of Your Name. She'll be performing at the Music on Main Festival, which starts July 10th and runs through August, a free outdoor concert downtown produced by Portland Five. Gina's joining us from Austin again. Thanks for sticking around a minute, Gina. Of course. Tell us about The Sweet Sound of Your Name. Was that written for Jody? Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that song, I would say, is probably one of the songs I'm most proud of, um, honestly. It's a song that I wrote the verses in about 10 minutes and the rest of the song about six years over the course of six years. Um, so it took a while for me to kind of perfect it. But that's called a six year overnight success, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, it's it was really, it was a song that I first started writing at a time when I didn't really think I could, um, carry forward the love that I had found. You know, I, um, I was born and raised Catholic. I'm still a practicing Catholic. Jody and I actually met at the university of Texas Catholic center. Um, and you know, and so as you can imagine us trying to wrestle with not only our sexual identities, but also this relationship that of course couldn't happen, right? That's kind of where that song came from is this, wow, I really found somebody who completely opens my heart in a way I've never experienced and yet I can't have her. It's nice to be able to sing that on stage and know that there's a happy ending that came after it. Definitely. And it's so beautiful. But I think a unique part of your story is that this wasn't a realization that you had as a child and hid. This was something, as I understand it, that, you know, you realized as an adult. Exactly. Yeah, definitely hit me uh, like a ton of bricks for sure. (laughs) How has the reaction been among your fans? You know, what's been really cool is I've actually gotten to perform, um, especially lately, I've been performing in a lot of smaller towns or, um, you know, kind of places that are a little off the beaten path. And, you know, I talk about my relationship with my wife and obviously my music is very autobiographical. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I hope, I wonder how this is going to go, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And what's been really cool is that you know, as we've gotten to explore our own country and meet people from all, you know, walks of life, backgrounds, um, 
people are awesome. You know, I find that the audiences come off stage and a lot of times they share their own stories with me or they just say, wow, thank you. Like we need more messages like that on stage. And even if they're, you know, standing there with, you know, a wife and a husband or something. Um, and then I've, I've had people come up to me, you know, younger kids even come up to me and just share a private message written on a, to the screen of their phone. Cause they can't even say I'm gay too. Mm. And here they are in this small town and you can tell they're struggling, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's been really, those are kind of some of my favorite shows, honestly. Um, mm. I mean, of course I love performing in, you know, the bigger cities that are more progressive and, um, you know, will cheer when I say, you know, I'm married in Texas, you know, to a, a lovely woman, but it's also really nice to be able to go to places where I'm not exactly sure what the mess, you know, how the message will be received and know, you know, there's a lot of open hearts and minds out there, especially in a, a time when I, when our country, I think is struggling to really talk to each other. Great. Great to hear. That's not the first public threshold that you've stepped over, though. You know, I'm thinking of being a woman in the music industry generally and uh, being a racial minority (laughs) and then coming out as gay. I'm just wondering how much is uh, in your music, in the writing, is purposeful about that? You referred to it as autobiographical. And how much is just happens because that is your source of inspiration? You know, um, I don't know that, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I think a lot of it is just kind of, that's how I, you know, I tend to share songs that are close to my heart. And so it's, you know, I guess from my own point of view, I think it is sometimes difficult for me to, um, even know. separate those things. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's like I'm 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 definitely an open book, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so it's hard for me to maybe make up some crazy story and sing about that, you know. Um but yeah, I guess you know, inspiration is everywhere and sometimes sometimes it's harder to find than others, you know. I think sometimes just where we are in our lives. Um you know, it's hard to see like the the gems that are right beneath our feet. And so for me, I think that's what uh, the challenge is sometimes. Boy, that cover of Light Beam is so cool. It lo- it makes you look like you are an actual human beam of light. <laughs> Irrepressible. Well, when, you, when you take a photographer to Costa Rica, you know, great things can happen. Is that Was that where it was taken? <laughs> yeah, we actually we found this amazing kind of hidden waterfall we were there for probably six hours and I think we saw maybe six people. Um, but we had to hike down in, it took us about 30 minutes to hike down about 45 to hike out. And it was just like unworldly. So incredible. It came out really well. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you hope audiences will take away? Say if they are coming to see you for the first time, what do you hope they'll leave with? Well, I mean, first of all, I think, you know, um, I just hope they have fun. You know, I think that's music's fun. And, and we definitely try to put on a, uh, an upbeat and also meaningful show. Um, but most of the time we're just kind of out there having fun. And, uh, you know, I try to share my story in hopes that people understand that, you know, none of us are made to fit in a box. You know, um, I think for the longest time I, t- I tried to be you know, someone else, I tried to deny the fact that I have fallen in love with this woman. And and honestly, I think I fall in love with women in general. That's uh, kind of how I'm made. And 
you know, I tried to change that and it's, it just didn't work. It really didn't work. And, and I don't think we're meant to try and fit some mold out there. Um, I think the diversity in our hearts and, and, uh, the way that we look at and do life is, is beautiful and is exactly what makes the, the human body of Christ work, you know? So, well, we love the way you're made. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Well said. So what's next, Gina? I know you'll be uh, coming to Portland August 21st, I believe, and then to Eugene, the Holt Center down there. Yeah. Where else are you headed in our neck of the woods? You know, um, we're, let's see, that's a great question. Um, I never know what's happening if it's not happening in like two days. Um, we're actually going to be in, uh, I guess it's kind of in your neck of the woods, but we'll be at the triple door in Seattle, um, on the 23rd. Any big projects on the horizon for you? You know, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just writing. I've been writing with a few different people here in Austin. And like I said, we have an annual benefit concert that we raise money for our young women in El Salvador. Um, and so we're gearing up for that. And of course we always, you know, it's an ongoing project. And if people do want to find out more about that, they can just hit up my website. There's a little tab that says college fund. We've produced a couple documentaries on our young women and kind of what we're doing down there. But, um, yeah, you know, just, just, um, embracing the road, embracing Austin, um, and keeping the music going. Great. Just before I let you go though, I, that made me think of She Persisted, your song. Tell me about that Mm -hmm. one. You know, that one, oddly enough, I actually, um, I co-wrote with a guy from Sweden. Um, it was, uh, there's a co-writing project here in Austin called the house of songs where people from all over the world come and live. And then they meet up with local songwriters. And so, um, this guy Jens and I in literally three hours, um, wrote most of that song together. And it was two days or maybe a day after, um, Elizabeth Warren had been silenced on the Senate floor Mm -hmm. and she persisted, became this hashtag that, you know, went viral. And so, um, anyway, so he was down to write a, you know, like feminist anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Good for him. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I got a, I got a male Swede to write this feminist anthem for America for me. Thank you so much, Gina. Great job. We look forward to seeing you at Music on Main here in Portland, August 21st. And when we come back, we're going to find out what else is in store for Music on Main 2019. Thanks, Gina. Thanks so much. We'll see you all soon. Can't throw it away. Can't ever delay. I'm doing it better. I'm never slowing the pace. Staying under- Support comes from Portland Five, which provides its five iconic downtown theaters to local and national arts, music, dance, and education performances. For more, visit portlandfive.com. We're back with the first episode of the Portland Five podcast. Heather Wilton and Tiffany Cooper are here from Portland Five, and they're in charge of the incredible concert series, Music on Main, that's getting underway July 10th. Thank you so much for staying with us, ladies. Wasn't it fun to speak with Gina? It was great. A few minutes ago. Can you just give us a little background, Heather? Um, How did this all get started? Well, summer is the off-season for the theaters, and so we're really looking for something to bring the arts downtown during 
our off season. And we had this amazing street, main street that we can close down and put concerts on. And we just thought this would be a really good opportunity to feature local artists, um, bring in a couple national artists and just, um, you know, provide some fun after work entertainment. Can't can't wait. (laughs) Let's take a look at some of the other highlights of the upcoming season. That sounds suspiciously like Dolly Parton. (laughs) Doll party? That voice you hear is Jessica Lauren Sylvia. So all the women in the band, it's five, and they have um, blonde wigs and glittery costumes all in the vein of the years of Dolly Parton. And they got together and they um, started as a birthday party celebration for Dolly Parton in January a couple years ago. And now they do special performances. Jessica is amazing, isn't she? She is amazing. <laughs> I'm hoping she does hear you come again because we heard it last time and it was amazing. Great stuff. Awesome. So Doll Party is on July 10th. And then next on July 17th, you'll have Conjunto Alegre. Let's check them out. <laughs> What can you tell us about Conjunto Alegre? They're a 12-piece ensemble that has been a Portland Latin live band since 1987. So they're going to bring a lot of dance music from the Caribbean and uh, salsa, merengue. So everybody needs to be ready to dance for that show. That's on July 17th, Conjunto Alegre. And then on the 24th and next week, we have DJ Anjali and the Incredible Kid. They're kind of... um, part of this Bollywood trend of DJs happening. They are. They're also Bhangra. So she's going to be dancing and we're going to have a DJ while a video is going to be up and and ready. So we've never had a DJ for music on main. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, The video is actually coming out of the opera. How, how's that going to work? The opera is um, having their performance after Music on Main that evening. It's going to be performing outside, so you could watch it. Anyone can watch it for the public outside of the theater. So oh, we took the you, opportunity to use it. If you haven't had enough little, fun, <laughs> you can stick around for the you opera. You can stick around and have like a very long evening, five hours. <laughs> five hours of fun. Okay. You can never get enough fun, right? Erotic City. What's that about? Um, Julian Stefani is um, the lead singer in that. And he looks, acts, dances like Prince. He kind of fell into it. He has his own music, but he fell into it when he was um, at a party and there was a contest and he just kind of got up and sang a Prince song and it, it kind of clicked with him that maybe he could make some money out of this and he does a phenomenal job. That thing that happened at that party. That thing that happened at the party, (laughs) yes. Okay, so that tune was Little Red Corvette by Erotic City. 
Now, next we have Gangsta Grass. I am I'm really excited to hear them because that's my favorite TV theme song uh, from Justified. <laughs> so everyone who's seen Justified knows this band really well. They're our other national band on this series, and they are coming to us from Brooklyn. And I just wanted to put in a little plug for their video, Twist It. They did a crowdsourcing fundraising um, like campaign. Kickstarter yeah, or something. exactly. Uh-huh. To make this video, and they sold segments. And everyone who bought a segment could decide what was going to be filmed, what they were going to do in their video. So I'm not explaining this very well. You should check it out on their website. But there are tutus. There's slow motion fighting. There's hula hooping. There's twister. And there's the Macarena. (laughs) Outstanding. Well, I can't wait to see Gangsta Grass do that because the only tune, you know, like most people is... Long Hard Times to Come. Yeah, great. But it's all all great. Okay, definitely uh, tap your foot to that, right? So now, Pop Goji. I am so excited for Pop Goji. It's so much fun. This is going to be August 14th, and we are thrilled to have Michael Galen, the founder of Pop Goji and percussionist, with us here in studio. Hi, Michael. Hi, how y'all doing? Doing great. What's all that Pop Goji stuff going around? What is that? Yeah, Pop Goji uh, (laughs) started in 2013, and really it was kind of out of a community Need, I guess. There was there's these events called Pagogis, which is like a Brazilian jam session kind of in the samba tradition, and everyone will sing along because they're always these classic samba songs. And so those would happen in Portland, but there'd only be like a handful of Brazilians there that knew all the words. And so everyone would want to participate, but they would only know the rhythms and not a lot of the words. So we were like, how can we make this more participatory and inclusive? And so I was like, let's do Pagogis, but with English lyrics. Oh, that's how it works. Okay, are you Brazilian? I'm not, no. I lived there for a while. <laughs> and one of our, the other percussionists in the group is from Brazil. You got inspired in any case. And that song that we heard a little snippet from was called Cornbread and... Baiana. Baiana. Does that mean butter beans? No, Baiana actually refers to the women from Bahia. So it's a medley, actually. Oh. So it's both songs put together. Got it. One's okay. in English and one's in Portuguese. Okay, but Bayana are the women. Bayana, yeah, specifically the Afro-Brazilian women, the older women in Bahia, that you'll see them in these big white gowns dancing during carnival. And Nice. Well, stick around. Uh, we're going to want to hear more from Pop Goji, but that does bring us to August 21st. And Gina Chavez, we're taking these in chronological order. We heard from her earlier, but if you missed her song and our interview with Gina, it was really nice. You want to hear the first two segments of this podcast, which you can hear on demand at prp.fm anytime. So after Gina, the season finale will be August 28th and feature Swatkins and the Positive Agenda. Picked up where we left off. You never mellowed with age. We had to throw back a drink. Side of the- 
feels good to feel good. That was Swatkins and the Positive Agenda. What can you tell me about them? Um, he's a joyful prophet of um, positivity, and he has an interesting thing that he does. Is he uses a talk box, so he synthesizes his voice, and he um, feels that it's part of his heart how he uses it. So, hmm, inspirational. So that is a great lineup, you guys. Really amazing. Music on Main 2019th begins July 10th, runs every Wednesday from 5 to 7. Five to seven. Five Five to to seven seven. through August 28th. Remember, these concerts are free. They're open to the public. And there are delicious libations from Art Bar and Bistro. For more information, you can visit portland5.com. And we have a blog post on our website at prp.fm with more detail. A direct link uh, from that blog post to Music on Main. Thank you so much, Tiffany and Heather, for being here, for the great community services that Portland 5 provides to our arts community. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'm Rebecca Webb. Thanks for joining us for episode one of the Portland Five podcast. To take us out, we have a great song. We're going to hear the rest of that song from Pop Goji, Michael. Do you want to set it up for us? Um, Yeah, sure. Well, they're just actually two traditional songs, one American traditional folk song talking about rural life in the South, and then Bayana talking about the kind of Brazilian version, the folk version in in Bahia. The Portland Five podcast is a production of Portland Radio Project, produced by Jenna Demmel and edited by Daniel Lynn. Look for it on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, or in the PRP Podcast Co-op at prp.fm.